0: and we are back ladies and gentlemen with a friday edition of locked on texans your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the houston texans every single day and as always i'm your host texans reporter for the texans wire and esp in houston cody davis along with my partner in crown
1: some sports guy hickman it's friday astros are five and one by the way fans are now able to start going back to the games i believe so shout out to the astros giving the city some type of hope right now with this disastrous season we've had in, in football and basketball five and one, man, shout out to them. Check out locked on Astros, but, but as far for the locked on Texans podcast today, Brandon K Scott of sports radio 16, will be joining the show for today, but before we get to him, discuss some of the things that's going on with the Deshaun Watson case and just the Texans in general, Uh, we had an opportunity to hear from Lovey Smith. And and we heard a couple of things from Lovey Smith throughout this press conference, Uh, one of which he likes Zach Cunningham. He understands that the absence of J.J. Watt is a real thing, and he he wants to see who's going to come up after J.J. Watt. Also, he gave an endorsement to, it seems like, you know, a player that everybody really wants to see succeed, Lonnie Johnson Jr., he likes him at safety. So there is no debating on whether he's going to switch back or stay at the position. I think we all would prefer him in safety. So it was a couple of things that I liked about the press conference, Cody and listeners. One, uh, one of which was wanting to create turnovers and score on defense. And also that he likes the roster moves that Casario has made. The first part of that was really important because last year, It it was a combination of a lot of things, but the defense was getting scored on and was not able to create turnovers at all. So it wasn't like the Texans were a bend don't break defense. No, they were getting bent over and broken. So I like that we're getting a coach that's going to instill um, attacking the offense, getting your offense, your own personal offense in a better position to score by creating turnovers, getting after the quarterback, and just being completely better. And also, he is, he's endorsing his GM. Um, he mentioned how they're gonna use each of these linebackers differently, which we all expected, especially with the signing of Kevin Pierre-Lewis uh, mm-hmm. and Kristen Kersey. So, hearing that he likes the roster moves and that he wants to create turnovers uh, and, and just be completely better on defense were the two main points that I thought stuck out the most. You guys can actually go check out that press conference. It should be on YouTube by right now. Uh, listen to what he said. Check him out. I mean, I, I think it's good to know your personnel. And we know Lovey Smith because of his name. But now we get a sense of what he wants to do while he's in Houston. And I think that's two big, totally different things.
0: My biggest takeaway for one, I'm starting to get a sense of why we saw Nick Osirio. Um, trade and depart from guys like Bernardic McKinney and even Tyrell Adams and especially Tyrell Adams, you know, that was one guy we all thought solidify his place to return to the Texans in 2021. However, every time Lovey Smith was talking about ways how he's going to improve this defense and as we all know the Texans will be switching from a 3-4 defense to a 4-3 defense this year. He talked about how much of the linebackers he wanted to see have a lot of speed and when you look at a guy like Bernard McKinney and even Tyrell Adams those guys are not speedy guys however when you take a look at a guy like Zach Cunningham who does in fact play with a lot of speed and John I agree with you I'm very excited to see well I, I am more excited to see how Zach Cunningham is actually going to reach that next level because we all know that Cunningham came mighty close of being named to his first Pro Bowl season I mean I'm pretty sure if the Texans defense was was at least somewhat respectable then he would have received that Pro Bowl nod but Zach Cunningham, I believe, will benefit the most out of what Lovey Smith is trying to do. There is no way in hell the Texans defense is going to be as bad as it was in 2020. I would not be surprised if we are sitting here and the Texans have at least a top 15 defense this season. Of course, a lot of that is going to depend on the health of these players, i.e. We also heard from Jordan Jenkins, who is actually recovering after he dislocated his shoulder last season. I really do think if he comes back healthy in 2021, he's going to be a tremendous upgrade for the Texans next year. But if there is somewhat of a silver lining of what the fan base can look forward to, the defense is going to be a hell of a lot better. I think
1: they're going to be better. I don't think they're going to be a top 15 defense
0: better that's if everything falls in place let me just no
1: say
0: i mean i believe they
1: would be better than what they were top 15 is saying way too much uh, i'm not i'm not going that far but we'll definitely check and see what brandon k scott of 16 sports radio thinks about the lovey smith press conference what's going on with deshaun watson and more things houston texans the thing that I love about the NFL draft is there are so many different ways you can get involved. And some of those ways involve you making extra money. BetOnline.ag is the place you need to be. Right now you can bet on who's going to be the first defensive player picked in the 2021 NFL draft. Michael Parsons, 7-4. to four. Patrick Sertain, 5-6. to J.C. Horn, 7-2. to two. You can go make you some extra money. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Anything like award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Promo code locked on today on the locked on today podcast get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast it's friday and that usually means the family is over to talk sports and that is brandon k scott of sports talk 610 radio welcome to locked on texans
2: it's, it's been enough times to where it just feel comfortable and natural to be here so um everything good man just trying to you know follow all of this uh crazy stuff that we got going on you know we still got a football team that uh that that, that Texans got to put together but you know we got all this other stuff going on as well so between the Astros coming you know coming back and uh, trying to keep up with the Rockets experiment, which is way down the line. And obviously Texans at the forefront, man, it's not, there are no dull days, man. I can tell you that much.
1: Man keeps working hard. But right now talking about the Texans and uh, of course we will get to Deshaun Watson, but we heard from Lovey Smith on today, Thursday. Um, how do you feel about his addition and where they Excuse me. Were there anything that you took out of that press conference that you thought was a positive?
2: Yeah. I thought there were a few positives out of the press conference. First off, as far as how I felt about his addition, it was hard to be like excited about it. I was pretty lukewarm on the idea. Like I didn't have a, a hot take. Like this is a horrible hire, but certainly it wasn't, oh yeah, we've got Levy Smith now. That'll fix it. You know, that, that wasn't my, reaction to him being hired but i mean as far as lovey smith goes as a defensive coordinator he's an accomplished guy he's been a successful guy and i'm not so much down on the scheme and the idea of lovey smith as much as i had been at least and this was very much the case when he first got hired but as much as i had been as far as the personnel and you know no matter which scheme i just did not feel like they really had the players to have a a really good defense so so that's where I was on the higher. But as far as like the things that he had to say when he spoke to the media on Thursday, I mean, you you like to hear him talk about there being a focus every day, daily on turnovers and what his, like he was very specific and direct on what he thinks a good defense is. And I mean, and right now, you know, it's all talk. They got to hit the field. They got to coach them up. The players got to play and all of that. We We understand that. But as far as just what he said and, and what, he was, what he was speaking to, yeah, this was a team that was horrible turning turning turn over the ball last year. They were, I'm pretty sure, next if not last in the league, next to last in the league at it. Um, and it did, not seem, it did not seem like they were coaching it up as much until it became an obvious problem. Whereas I feel like that they'll go into it with, in, in this situation with that being like the focus. Um, He was specific about what they like out of linebackers, which we already know about the, about the scheme. Um, But it was good to hear him speak to that. Um, He he talked about David Cully, obviously, you know, it's the guy that gave him the job, the guy he's come to work with, but spoke a little bit about what that connection was. And I feel like they will work well together for me. I think the the key for David, one of the keys for David Cully is how good, can Lovey Smith and Tim Kelly and the the coordinators and the position coaches, all the coaches around him, how good are they going to be? So it's cool to see that you know they come in with that established relationship. Hopefully that can somehow translate or have some kind of impact on the actual football um, element of everything. But no, I I liked hearing from Lovey Smith today. Um, you know, he was asked about Lonnie Johnson. They're probably going to keep him at safety. You know, he was he was direct. You know, I don't think he tried to dodge questions, even questions that were uncomfortable or, or, or questions that he might not have necessarily wanted to answer, like the Lonnie Johnson question. He, I don't, it didn't seem like he wanted to get specific on that, but but he did. Um, he didn't want to answer the Deshaun Watson question, but you kind of got to ask it as awkward as it is. Um, and so yeah, it was it was good. I'd never spoken to Lovey Smith before, so it was good to to meet him and uh you know looking forward to to talking to him some more, but more importantly looking forward to seeing what this defense is gonna look like.
0: Brandon, after hearing from Lovey Smith on yesterday and having him, you know, talk about what he has in store for this organization heading into next season, which player or players do you feel will benefit the most playing under Lovey Smith?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think I think that obviously you're gonna be looking at the linebackers and I wanna see what kind of player that zach cunningham becomes with the switch like i'm just most curious uh, beyond not to dodge the question but beyond saying who will benefit the most because i'm not sure that's the one that i'm going to be looking out the most for to see to be checking for the most um beyond that like if we just talking about my curiosity man like i want (laughs) to i want to see what they got to keep whitney merciless anyway man i want to see what that's gonna look like when he put his head in the dirt and if he could have any kind of renaissance, I'm not trying to sell. Please do not get the, a misunderstanding. I'm trying, not trying to uh, sell you on any kind of Whitney Merciless renaissance or tell you that that he gonna be back in the loveys. Nah, I just want to see what it's gonna look like. How is he gonna respond to such a down year? Like, what's the pride? What's the you know what's in his chest right now? You know, um, and, and and when the season roll around. So if you're talking about players under the defense, like I would just go linebackers as a whole and then you know what's going what what to make of what is sure to be Whitney the merciless's last season with the Texans.
1: With the defensive talk I mean we don't have a we don't have a high pick. The, the, the first pick is going to be in the third round but do you think Houston should go some defensive player whether it's the front seven or maybe a secondary or you know early in the week I said Kyle Trash from Florida should they go with the best available quarterback uh, with the Deshaun Watson situation going on?
2: So uh, I love that question because if Kyle Trask is available, his bowl game notwithstanding, because that was horrific. And, you know, I won't, I'm rooting for Kyle Trask because he's a local kid, right? He from, you know, he's from the crib. But if, if he's available, I think that that is something that you could kick, your t- kick the tires on in the third round if he's there. And, and, and it looks like he could be but I think the primary need right now is is on defense you know like if if you can get a running back that you like you know like yeah there could be some guys available I, I really wish like we're, we're not playing hindsight right now but I, I look at the running backs that they could have gotten last year that that were available that they didn't get and I'm thinking you know like they could have Jonathan Taylor you know uh Guy it they picked that they got picked right after Ross Blacklock and I'm thinking man I, I don't see those guys guys like that being available for him. they don't they don't have that second round pick even so um so absent of a a Kyle Trask Kellen Mond does not interest me at all but I know that that's you know that's out there if he's available that's a sexy name because he I mean we just seen him play for so long but that doesn't interest me at all.
1: Elamon did play. He got that uh, Perry Ellis. You yeah, know, from he's Kansas.
2: Kansas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Perry. It didn't help Perry Ellis that he had the uh, the ball spot when he came in. His name uh, is Perry, and his name is. We don't make Perry's no more. Yeah. Are, are we still making Perry's? He had nah, to I, have been a, I, I, I think a the new Perry. He uh, had to been a. Th- he had to been like a uh you know a second or he, a third. he was he was something
1: like yeah. the new the new Perry is like. Cadens and Aidens. that's the new parents yeah. for the kid but i mean
2: yeah yeah he, he, he
1: made, was one
2: of a kind they're not making parries anymore but he yeah but he's kind of like that he is a perry a perry ellis-esque kind of college football player but i like he just it's not there for me um and especially when you talk about using a draft pick like if you want to sign him undrafted and bring him in some kind of experiment like that look down the road see what it let, let somebody else uh, take a chance on them but with that third th- with that third round pick, man i think that's got to end up being a defensive player um again i, I like what they've done with the line i've even like what they've done with the secondary i like to see somebody that can get out to the quarterback rush to pasha um f- for some mysterious reason they um they eliminated or, or or rescinded the qualifying offer to pj hall so i mean i know they got a hodgepodge of guys there that they might be able to mix up in nose tackle but I want to see if they can address that in the draft because you got a couple of issues up front as far as getting to the quarterback and stopping the run. They couldn't do neither one of those last year. And, you know, they got a bunch of really, I not want to say unproven, but just guys right now um, outside of, you know, Shaq Lawson and a couple of others. It's really not, it's really not a lot there. So I think that's gotta be, that's gotta be the priority.
1: Brandon K. Scott of Sports Talk 16 Radio. We will discuss Deshaun Watson and the updates with that. But before we do, I want to tell you about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet with amazing different flavors. I actually had the churro marshmallow earlier after my workout and it was amazing. You get a free cooler while supplies last, go to billbar.com and use promo code Lot 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code Lock 15 at billbar.com. Brandon, since the last time we spoke, a lot has taken off with the Watson case. 18 new women claiming Watson has never been anything but professional. Uh, we found out two names, Ashley Silas and Lauren Baxley. Endorsements has dropped. Um, and as of Tuesday, Rusty Harden urged the court to require the disclosure of the names of the women accusing him of sexual assault and harassment in any way is there a is there a light at the tunnel for this situation or will watson at some point in his team decide to settle out of
2: court the thing about settling out of court they could do that at any time so what i'm saying about that is it could It could hit us out of nowhere if they were to settle out of court, no matter how bad or how good it looks for Watson even. It could be going his way in the court of public opinion. It could be going the way that it is now, in which case it's not going his way. And they could just up and settle. So that's always an option. That's always on the table. But it does seem like on on two ends, you got two things going on it seems like Tony Busby has, you know, you can call it ego bravado or whatever it is that's going on on his end, but he does not really seem, just from what I can tell publicly, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but from what I can tell publicly, he does not seem interested in settling anymore. Like he seems like he has, you know, kind of grabbed his thing by the reins and is really ready to take it to Deshaun Watson and feels like he might even have a case or at the very least might have enough to pressure Deshaun Watson publicly into settling, which, which ultimately would be a win for him. But going to trial on this, especially if he believes in the case, um, I, I, I don't see why like, like Tony Busby's is about this. Like, even though he is mostly a, uh, you know, settle, try to get the most money kind of guy, like, he he's talked about changing his approach as a lawyer recently and being one who likes to take big, high-profile cases to trial as so to make a statement and maybe even up the price of what settlements look like for similar cases in the future. Like, that's that's what Tony Busby's about. And then on the other end, with Deshaun Watson, man, <laughs> you, if he does settle... It has to make you think, man, why didn't you do that way earlier? Why didn't you do that before we got to this point? You know, like if he wants to fight, if he feels like he's got a righteous cause, that his name is being drugged through the mud and that he needs to defend his name and his honor, I can respect that. I can appreciate that. And this this is his life, you know? So go ahead, Yang. You are entitled to that, to your day in court and to defend yourself to the utmost. But if he does end up settling... Man, it's gonna make you wonder, man. Why didn't you? If if a hundred racks is all it was gonna is all it was gonna take it for you not to have this out in the public, and like and say even the word got out that hey, you know, Sean giving out a hundred racks to the women that say he touched them wrong or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's twenty two right now. What's that? Gonna, just gonna cost them a couple million dollars? You know, like it, it makes you think that just from a strategic standpoint, let's not even say whether he did anything wrong or not, because we don't know. But just from a strategic standpoint, if he ended up settling, man, this, w- this could have cost, you no know, less than three, four, five million dollars, you know, and I'm talking on the high, high end. I don't know how, much, how many of these women would even come out had he just, you know, done, handled this early on. That's not to excuse any wrongdoing if there is any, but that, that seems like a logical way to have played it. So if he does settle, it's gonna make you think, man. You could have avoided just so so much of this if you had done that from the beginning. But it does not seem like, you know, based off of, uh, so you know, so far, everybody's, you know, beating their chest a little bit. Um, and and the latest development is, you know, Friday when you know, early this morning, it's 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 gonna be Rusty Harden and and Tony Busby going head to head. You know what does that look like? Who feels like they got the strongest case? And if they settle, you know, who's going to be the, which, which side is going to be the one that feel like settling is the better side? Because it, it, it seems like that's going to have to be Deshaun Watson's side that ends up initiating that. And again, he had an opportunity to do that a while ago and didn't. So uh, it's going to be hard to think that, that Deshaun, his team, everybody around him is not going to have some regrets if this end, end up costing them way more than it, than it would have Uh, if they had just handled in the beginning.
0: Brandon, I think we all can agree that the turning point for Watson and his situation came on Tuesday during Tony Busby's press conference. You know, from everything that you heard and everything that you read and everything that you even studied, what do you think was the most damaging part of that press conference?
2: One thing that I think needs to be clear about the press conference is, and, and most people understand this and know this, but still no evidence has been Put forth like there are no exhibits or, or like actual like none of this is evidence the filings that like the filings that they've put forth so far those are not evidence those are just pleadings the press conferences those are not evidence those are just people talking you know um now to your point i think it it resonated you know the emotional you were able to put a face to the name, uh, a face and a name to the Jane Doe, to the original Jane Doe, I think was powerful, and whether you actually believed her or not, or doubted her because she was reading or, or thought she was a paid, ad, no matter what, what's being alleged and what she's saying, like until D- Deshaun Watson answers for it, you know, completely, it, it's it's damning. It, it is and and it is it is jarring, and so I think that. Just the 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 sheer putting a face and name to the accusations was the biggest part. Like a lot of it was broken down. We've seen a lot of the like details of the oh well, they they contradicted the one massage therapist that said she was having a good experience and and turns out she knew that something was going on. I you know, I don't know how much that is gonna even matter in the long run anyway, because those 18 massage therapists that Rusty Harden produced are useless. Like they can come and be character witnesses for Deshaun. But like, if I rob a bank, the bank that I go to that I went to this morning and got some money out, don't get to say, well, he comes in here all the time. And he's, uh, and he's, uh, a, a, you know, a, a good citizen. Well, the, the, the other bank saying that I held him up, you know? And so like, and both things could be true. Like it, I could have a bank that I bank at and I could have a bank that I rob, you know, and, and this could very well be like a, 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 similar, uh, le- a probably less inflammatory, uh, not that the, the accusations aren't inflammatory, but a less like comedic type of s- scenario, you know? So I, I never put that much into that. I thought that was just all for dramatics and like, just, just, just the, the, the TMZ element of it all. Um, I, I just, I, I never even put much thought into that but having having that lawyer read one of the plaintiffs open letter to Deshaun Watson and having that first plaintiff put her name out there and say, you are not a good guy. You saw what happened after that Nike, like the hell would I think Nike beast by Dre, H E B reliant, you know, they all came out and said, eh, you know, I know I know this guy wears our products and is in our commercials, but, uh, you know, and it wasn't until that, like the, these pleadings been out there, these allegations and details, and there's some disgusting details that are alleged in these filings. They've been out there for weeks now, but it took a woman putting her face and her name to it for people to really feel it. And, and it, it, I think it lends credibility to the, to the idea that video just impacts people a little bit different it was the same thing with the ray rice we knew what was we knew what was alleged we knew what was out there back when that happened but once that elevator video came out it was like oh man he really punched his wife like like that really or fiance at the time that really happened and we see it you know it's kind of kind of the same thing that's happening so just putting a visual to it to me was the biggest was the biggest thing more so than any of the details that came out that, by the way, again, are not evident.
0: Last question before getting out of here today. And this next topic, I actually got the idea, heard it on Sports Radio 610. Um, I can't remember what show I was listening to, but Brandon, do you or do you not feel the Texans might be in a position where they have to release Deshaun in order to move forward?
2: Yeah, so they're not there. They're not anywhere close to that point. As yet. of now. As of now, like there's no point in even considering releasing Deshaun Watson. Now, do you need to think of a scenario where you might eventually have to release Deshaun Watson? Should you now be thinking about that? If you're someone who plans for the future, whoever that person is for the Texans, assuming that that's Nick Casario, however they do it. Yeah, whoever that is, need to be thinking about what that looks like now. And I think that's honestly... The, the fortunate part for the team, and I don't want to make, make it seem like any of this is fortunate, but the fortunate part about where the team already was is that they were already seemingly preparing for a life and a future without Deshaun Watson anyway, because the plan was going to be to trade him. Now, I know this changes the calculus quite a bit because it, releasing him means you get nothing. So it's not like you're factoring in whatever your new building blocks are after you've traded him. This is a hell of a situation now. you talk about releasing him and not getting nothing for it. The only way you release him is if you can find a way to get out of his guarantees. if you can figure out that he's violated some kind of policy or element of the contract, you know something specific um, that that would allow you to to release him and get out of his guarantees. you still have to eat some money uh, on the back end of that, but that's way further down the line. like the only way that happens to me is if the way things look and are right now basically stay the same and it never improves for Deshaun Watson. I think the only way that they don't end up having to consider releasing him is if things change in a more positive direction for him, which we still have plenty of time for that to happen. If he somehow is able to exonerate himself to have his day in court or settle something, something has to happen. Good for Deshaun Watson for us to take this idea off the table. Otherwise it's out there. And just to explain it real quick. And I I understand why this was brought up. I don't think it's going to happen ultimately, but the issue is if Deshaun Watson becomes untradeable and if the Texans are taking the position that they might not want Deshaun Watson for the same reasons that the other teams don't want to trade for him, what do you do with them? Like, it, like is, can you have, the, the, the question ultimately is, guys, can you have Deshaun Watson on your team? That's a question for anybody. For the Texans, for a potential trade partner, that is something that I think all teams interested in Deshaun Watson, whoever they are, have to ask themselves, do you want this guy on your team? And right now, Nike said that they don't, or at least they put it on pause, H-E-B said, no, nah, we good. Beast by Dre. Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, not exactly a, a, a pillar for feminism or uh, treating women with the, the utmost respect necessarily. Dr. Dre said no. So it, it's got a term for Deshaun Watson at some point <laughs> because if it's like this, you can be sure that the Texans don't want him. You know, you can be sure that the Texans don't want him if he, if if it's like this. Could it could it benefit him in a way to where, in a sick twisted way, they still get the better football player? You know, they still get the football player, and if he's cleared of all of this, yeah, maybe. But it's, it's still got to come down to that question for the Texans and any of the teams that wanted to trade for him. We already got the situation where the the teams that were in play before the draft have made their moves, so the the the, the landscape even changes what what the what the market even is changes who the teams are what they have to offer like we're looking at a future scenario now not the not all the ones the 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 ones that we were playing before so whoever those teams are they gotta decide the Texans gotta decide and you gotta let it play out as well because if he exonerates himself if he's exonerated from this you absolutely want Deshaun Watson if, even if it's just like kind of swept under the rug, they settle, the, the police don't really do anything, and the whole spectacle just goes out of sight, out of mind. You're not seeing Tony Busby posting on Instagram in the middle of the night no more, all of that not happening. And yeah, yeah. You'll you look up and Sean Watson will be the, still a great football player, and either the Texans will want to keep him or a team will want to trade for him.
0: The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 610. Brandon, once again, where can our listeners follow you at on social media?
2: Yeah, man. Y'all follow me at Brandon K. Scott. That's where you can get pretty much all the commentary on any Houston sports, not just the Texans, but any Houston sports. You can come holler at me there. And uh, of course, the podcast at B underscore block underscore podcast. And you can subscribe to the B block podcast wherever you get your podcast if you like this one you will like that one too. So, yeah, man, y'all get at me.
0: And that's going to conclude another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24.
1: While you're doing that, follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Enjoy the weekend, folks. It's Friday. Go do something fun. Dangerous. something not too dangerous. But go have fun. We'll see you Monday. Peace.